Good afternoon, and welcome to Philanthropy Matters on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. I am your host, Wanda Pierce, and I'm here with Jason Edwards, our audio engineer, and our guest for today's show, Ms. Miriam Miller, president of Opera Nova, and Mr. David Ryan, administrative officer and treasurer of Opera Nova. Welcome. Well, Thank you. We're glad to be here for sure. All right. So I'm excited to have launched our show last week. And given this is the second show, I'm just going to take a little bit of time to talk about what our show is all about. It's called Philanthropy Matters because that's what I believe and what I've had passion for for most of my life, starting with my parents and then moving on to my profession. So I love the word philanthropy. And for those of you who Want a textbook definition from Webster's? It's goodwill to fellow members of the human race, especially and it's, a, it's especially active effort to promote human welfare. Philanthropy literally means love of mankind. Thus, philanthropy is getting for a purpose or cause, benefiting people who you don't personally know. Philanthropy comes in a lot of different sizes, shapes, and styles. It shows up in all ages. It shows up in all parts of our life. We've got people building libraries, we've got people collecting uh, canned goods, we've got people donating millions, we've got people uh, collecting for UNICEF, we've got people volunteering their time, and we have people donating their skills, all to help others. So the most important aspect, in my opinion, for, for philanthropy is it's a two-way street. People give and receive. It's not a one-way street where someone's giving and someone's receiving, because when you give, you receive. We'll be looking at over the course of this series of all types of philanthropy in the social service area, safety net area, um, education, uh, the arts, dance, music, which will be today, um, the environment, affordable housing, all sorts of areas of philanthropy. We'll be looking at individuals, families, groups, companies that are all giving back. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest today from Opera Nova, which is a nonprofit based here in Arlington, serving the whole metropolitan area. And uh, the president of Opera Nova, who is a volunteer president, is Miriam May. Miriam Miller, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I did know Miriam May, though. <laughs> Miriam Miller. You and can call me Mimi Miller, too. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, she has been a phenomenal in this a phenomenon in this area. Uh, she is originally from New Orleans and has lived in the Arlington area for since 1956. And um, she says in her bio that a part of her heart remains in her native city of New Orleans. And with the Saints. All right. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully they don't have to face, face the Patriots in the uh, Super Bowl. Anyway, um, I digress. Uh, so she's from New Orleans. She has a commitment to community service. She is a, a trained lawyer, and she's retired from the uh, Department of Labor after 37 years. She has been involved in lots of different um, nonprofit groups and civic groups in Arlington, Arlington Historical Society, PTA, and I'm sure you were probably the president of the PTA. Uh, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time back. AAU, yeah. Optimist, lots of different um, mm -hmm. clubs and organizations mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. as her, her church. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but in the last few decades, she has really been the um, the guiding force for Opera Nova, and she's going to be talking to us about that. And our second guest is Mr. David Ryan. Hi. Who, hi, David. And he is the Treasurer Administrative Officer um, at uh, Opera Nova, also a volunteer position. In fact, they don't have staff. They do all this with volunteers and many, many volunteers. Correct. And uh, Miriam is excellent at, at uh, recruiting volunteers because once you're here, you just, you just want to join in and, and help out. But David is originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. And well, I was born there, but I never lived in the city. I've lived in uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, um, near Parkersburg, West Virginia, Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow. So, so I moved around quite a bit. All right. Well, but the important thing is that he... He gained a, a, an, an understanding and a love for opera um, and when he was in junior high. He also worked for uh, the federal government for many years and retired from the federal government and has been involved with all sorts of aspects of opera and then um, landing finally with uh, Opera Nova as a, as a volunteer. And um, as we go along, you'll hear uh, David's passion for, for opera as well. So, on to the interview. So, Miriam, tell us about how you got can, into can I <laughs> Can I go back to philanthropy? You, you can, and, and, oh, I, and I, I'm telling you I'm folks, sorry. Miriam's going to be interviewing oh, me by the end of the right. radio program. Oh, wait, let me just... But she's, she's well, got I, the floor. I really want your listeners to know is philanthropy was... It's very American, and I'm reading a biography right now of of uh, George Bush and his ancestors were like the beginning of uh, in the east of the elitist money groups but they had like uh, uh, not connected with their churches or anything else but that those who made money had to give money and to take care of the fellow man and uh, I it, it got it was very much part of our American value system from way back then, that, that it's beautiful because well, that's it, what Alexis in Satoko these times wrote it's about nice. the, Ameri the American, the America that we love. Yes, how yes, generous yes. Uh, yes. we we are, and how we cared about our fellow man, and we are still that America. <clears throat> so, Miriam, tell oh. us about how you got interested in opera. Oh, I didn't get <laughs> uh, my daughter sang. There's the answer. Uh, you know. Uh, my son played soccer, but Ellen sang, and um, she got. She sang in the Washington Opera, and they sent her name over here to Opera Theater of Northern Virginia, which was flourishing at the time. And I think this was sometime in the eighties, and um, she sang in there uh, performances as well. And I, at an intermission. I made the, said, is there anything I can do to help? <laughs> that was uh, 25, 30 years ago. And um, that's how I got into it. Well, anytime you say that to a nonprofit organization, a you're going to be a volunteer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's great. Now, I, I want to ask a basic question. I want to go back and ask a basic question uh -huh. because we know that some of our listeners are probably opera enthusiasts. Others are probably... Never. Thinking, what is opera? So, what can you make the distinction between classical music and opera, or is opera a subset of classical music? 
Opera's the king of classical music. I think that's the easiest way to say it. And, and David can help you more on this because for 200 years, it's been considered, is that right? Uh, 400 years, Four, really, oh, sorry, at see? least in Europe. Has been considered the, the king, the epitome, because it has all the arts in it. Everything is in opera. And, but what's gotten, I, can I keep talking? Yes, the ropes. It's gotten to be associated with uh, expensive and elitist, and ooh, I don't like that screaming because they never heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, when you get down and actually know the performers and you hear one of our operas, uh, it's quite different. You get, you just hear like an Italian in Italy, just that this is just regular something that is good. You know, they would sing in Italy, they'd sing like we would sing Broadway songs or something like that. Absolutely. And, you know, that is one of the things that we're going to cover in this interview because you really have made opera accessible to the everyday person, uh, to people who are not necessarily uh, trained in opera or have, or people that have no. not had the opportunity as youth to, to experience mm-hmm. opera, now you're exp- you're helping the schools. You're helping. Uh, you're putting on uh, operas for a diverse community, and I'm going to have you go into that. But I, I really am impressed with the way you, as a nonprofit with no paid staff, <laughs> been <laughs> able to put on these operas for everybody. And I just it's it's really um, impressive. And um, so it, so David David speaking of yeah. uh, well let's. Uh, talk about the mission of Opera Nova oh, sure. first, so yes, that we well, can, and then we'll go into David talking about some of the programs and operas. No, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but he can talk like about said, the money. Like I said, Mary's in charge of this interview, so okay. go, go for it. I'll, I'll take everybody's <laughs> turn. Uh, opera, I'm just asking the questions. Opera Nova's passion is to use the arts to enrich the lives of Northern Virginia community. Everybody. We pride ourselves being what we call a community opera company with a singular purpose to offer truly universal access to the arts. We believe 90% of the residents of Northern Virginia do not have access to the traditional cultural opportunities other than what Opera Nova is offering to be exposed to our cultural heritage. The best way to describe Opera Nova is to tell you that it is a service organization that through the arts serves the community. Is that is that enough? Or I, That's I great. I can tell you more. And, and, I can keep no, they can go to your website too because we're going to talk more about what you're doing. But uh-huh. we're, we're going to mention the website a couple of times. But uh-huh. uh, why don't we mention it here? www.opranova.org, correct? I, th- I think so, but yes. I know my phone. Yes. It is. It if anybody wants to contact us, and we really want people who have never heard of us and would like to be on our mailing list or to know what we're doing, you can call, call if you like that best, 703-536-7557 or email me at M, M as in Mary, C as in Cat, D as in Dog, Emma's and Mary, the number one at Verizon.net. 
All right. We want to hear from you. We want you in our audiences if you want to come. Okay. Absolutely. So, um, David, to be able to um, offer these wonderful um, programs to the community um, as a nonprofit organization, how do you sustain yourself? Uh, we sustain ourselves in a number of ways. First of all, uh, we have donations from uh, both individuals, uh, and um, they c uh, can include people like Jacqueline Badger Mars, uh, who gave us a very generous donation here a few months ago. And uh, corporations and other organizations uh, that have given us money over the years, um, uh, Arlington Cultural Affairs, um, who has given us some money, but also has given us uh, what is called Space and Services, which includes our venue, uh, Thomas Jefferson Middle School, where we produce our children's opera every year, yeah. and other corporations such as Northrop Grumman, Wells Fargo, and numerous foundations uh, that uh, we've dealt with uh, throughout the years. So uh, donations are one thing. Uh, we also uh, have membership. Um, you know, our what, what we want to do is get 500 people uh, to become members of Opera Nova, and um, um, they will be on our mailing list. Uh, they will get advance notice of events coming up, whether they're the Children's Opera public performances or recital concerts that we have uh, through the year or uh, annual fundraising uh, events um, such as our brunch. Um, uh, that's another uh, way we sustain our programs. Um, also, and uh, also the fundraising organizations and uh, fundraising uh, events, uh, excuse me, um, are another way that we sustain our organization. And our uh, outreach programs, uh, we go out into the community and we interact and we get uh, people and organizations that would not traditionally have been interested in opera. And there, of course, uh, also the volunteers uh, play a critical role in uh, the sustainability of our operations as well. That's great. Can, and I, I, and I, can I, I just... Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is Miriam's well, again. Go well, ahead, no, Miriam. I just... I want to go back uh, and kibitz on, on something David was saying. Um, you know, see, when you, when you offer universal access... A lot of people that you reach to com to make that succeed can't afford to come. So you don't raise a lot of money. People begin to think, you know, if, if you act like Mother Teresa, you look like a charity organization, so you, people don't. But what, what we're hoping to do this coming year is to get people power, is what David was talking about, so that we get individuals, maybe, you know, 500, maybe paying $20 a year for dues or something, so that, that we have them behind us. If we don't have a big pile of money from donations, we'll have people power, and that's you. We, we need people 
to want what we're trying to do, to show the county, the community, that we want traditional opera values, or I don't know how to say it exactly right, but we want and like having an opera company in Arlington, Virginia, and it's very unique in the nation because we're the smallest political entity with its own opera company since 1962. It's something to brag about it, and be it, proud it of. It's kind of, and the but, productions but, are very but, high quality. They oh, are really yes, good. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Okay, so, I'll stop. So, <laughs> but, but one thing I just want to mention in terms of the fundraising, that you do need to get more individuals involved with, in, in, with fundraising. But I have to commend you because... David mentioned the Mars Foundation yes. grant. Uh -huh. That, and I'm a philanthropy professional, it is extremely hard to get one of those grants. They really scrutinize, and they're very, Mars Foundation has always been kind of secretive, but to get one of those really means that they believe in what you're doing. So kudos to you for getting, for getting that I grant. And I want to add, I've had the good fortune of meeting Jack, Jackie Mars uh, on many occasions in my travels to the Washington National Opera, which uh, I've held a subscription and have done volunteer at event for and have donated money to for many years. Wow. Yeah, that's the big opera across the across the river, but we've we've got this great one here in Arlington. Now Miriam wants to say something else. Well, well ahead, about Miriam. Jacqueline Morris, what what uh, what that enables us to do, this grant from Jacqueline Morris, is to set up something new for for Virginia, but in Arlington, uh, a workshop for young singers, high school age. Some are even younger. We have one young lady, uh, Sophia Parfumac. Parfumac, and and they find this voice early. And the idea is, if they can go to a workshop and get good training, uh, it, it's good. They will pursue their career, and it's and be protect the voice too that's, that they get the right training early in life and and mrs morris has made that possible for us to do and match other opera companies all over the country and so we're very proud of having being able to do that we have to thank mrs morris right. herself that's terrific so Tell us about some of the, the programs that you'd like to highlight today. You want to? Um, well, uh, the programs, um, our flagship uh, event is the Children's Opera. And what we do there is we take an opera. Uh, it can be uh, a modern opera uh, focused on one ethnicity or another or a classical opera. And we... Like uh, Magic Food and Magic Food, yeah. Yeah, and we condense it down to uh, about 45 minute production and we uh, present it to an audience of school children and we uh, and we have uh, school children come to Thomas Jefferson Theater uh, from their schools in a field trip type event. And we get a lot of children bust in from all over Virginia, from the public, the private, the parochial, and home schools. Right. And we do have uh, some children getting bust in from across the river in D.C. 
That's to, terrific. And this is all free for our students? Uh, for the most part, yes. Yes, yes. If, if they, some, some of the schools are rich enough to pay $4 a seat. That's what we had had. But m I would say 75% ask for a waiver. All right. And we do. And teachers never pay. But we also, if I can, we've made this a very extended education, arts educational experience because we develop a uh, study guide for whatever the opera is. And coming up in March will be uh, Hansel and Gretel. Who's the, uh, Engelbert, is that how you say it? Uh, Humperdinck. Humperdinck. <laughs> Humperdinck. This is a classic opera. And most of you listening out there have heard some of the arias from Hansel and Gretel. And and or maybe you performed in it in kindergarten, uh, but it's it's anyway. That's what's coming up in March. Well, right. I, that, that is and, terrific, and I've I've been um, to several of your children's operas, and they're they're, they're fantastic. And, and the one I like best, and <laughs> that she did right? see for sure, was Tremonisha. Yes. And and Tremonisha, most opera buffs have never heard of it, including David, and and it was written by Scott Joplin. It's considered the first truly American opera. It's never been questioned as being an opera, but it was not performed for 65 years because our society believed an African-American could do jazz and maybe ragtime. He was king of ragtime. Anyway, but, but they couldn't possibly compose an opera. And we were able to do it for the first time for, ch for children's audience and it's considered the first truly American opera, and we want to do it again and again and oh, again. That's terrific. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's terrific. And and um, I I noticed over the last few years you've also been trying to get more minorities involved in opera. You've partnered with some other uh, groups uh, so that uh, you can bring some minority opera singers uh, together. And you have an event coming up uh, at yes, the end of the month. Yes, David, you want? I, I'm cutting David. I, he, you can. Okay. You can kibitz over me. Yeah. After. Okay. Um, it's 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 something we let me. I kind of hate the fact that our community and our society is all separated, and the we so we have what we call ethnic op concerts, and and one is coming up at the end of this month, January twenty seventh, which is just the whole cast is African American. We have PhDs. We have outstanding opera singers. We are remembering the past opera. Even the accompanist is black. Everybody is, and and uh, oh, we'd love you to come see it. But but and that's we'll on Sunday, January twenty seventh at three p.m. at the Wrench Library Theater at Marymount University. And we love the Wrench Library Theater. They call it and. Uh, but but I just want you to understand that it's a it's a positive statement of equality in these kind of crazy t social times we live in right now, and um, it's to show. So the more you hear these outstanding opera singers, uh, their voices will be judged, and we will be a more sophisticated community if we judge the voice first and the color of their skin second. 
And also it um, uh, brings to light a community that uh, the general public may uh, not even know exists. Um, There's a lot of singers out there um, that you would uh, never have any uh, indication that uh, sing opera. Oh, we're running out of time. I have to. Yeah, Jason's telling us we have five minutes. Oh, so. we so, also but, but I, have my, uh, uh, one for for, <laughs> for uh, Hispanic singers from Peru. So we have my our, our three uh, baritones. We also have had an Asian group, and they're so outstanding. And we bring them to the community so you can see how awesome they are. The Asian concert was uh, done in partnership with an organization uh, called the Asian American Music Society, which is based in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. Well, this is terrific. I really appreciate what you're doing to to bring opera to a a more diverse audience. And this concert on the 27th is uh, the, the... there's, the singers are going to be um, celebrating Marian Anderson, Coretta Scott King, King and, and Leon Tim Price. Yeah, exactly. So that's terrific. So um, we're going to have to start uh, wrapping up. Um, <laughs> we don't want to leave. <laughs> Miriam, do you have a wish for Opera, opera Nova that, that you could wrap up in 30 seconds? I just want more people to love us. <laughs> Absolutely. To know us and, lo- and respect us. And, and be part of us, I guess I could say. What do and you say, David? I think my wish would be that uh, opera, and not uh, certainly with Opera Nova, but with opera in general, would be more widely appreciated, would be better known. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's not only a look into another place and another time, but operas are still being written uh, it, it, even in this day, and it's a living, breathing, evolving art form. Uh, Darwin would be very interested in studying how opera evolves over time, <laughs> and right. And uh, um, uh, it's a very fascinating uh, art form, and uh, I've been in it for 40 years. Well, thank you for all you're doing. Um, Our two guests here, our philanthropist, Miriam Miller, Miller, and our philanthropist, David Ryan. Thank you so much for all you're doing uh, and giving back. Uh, So us at yourphilanthropymatters.gmail.com. Uh, you can like us on our Facebook page, Your Philanthropy Matters. So, this is your host, Wanda Pierce, signing off until next week. And always remember, Your Philanthropy Matters.